Cancelled. The photograph had been taken outdoors, perhaps by the sea, somewhere windy anyway. The man was handsome, in a patrician sort of way, with a full head of greying hair, a bony aquiline nose, and the kind of wrinkles that make a face look distinctive, lived in, rather than ground down and defeated. He was dressed in a leather jacket, the collar turned up rather raffishly against the wind. The ghost of a smile played around his lips. He wore the expression of a man who was pleased with himself and his place in the world, perhaps a little disdainful of the onlooker. Even the blacked-out eyes failed to dispel his air of self-confidence. I checked the envelope to see if there was a letter inside, but it was empty. I turned it over and studied the postmark. It had been posted locally the day before. I wondered who on earth could have sent it and why. I was curious, but not alarmed. Getting odd missives through the post is an occupational hazard in my job. Ex-clients or members of their families occasionally send me rambling, incoherent letters that are either effusive, abusive, or both. I usually glance through them, put them to one side, and after a couple of weeks send a polite note in response— In this case, as there was no address, it was clear I wouldn't even need to do that. I slid the photograph back into the envelope and put it in the pending tray on my desk. I covered it with the letters I needed to keep from the morning's post, and threw the junk mail in the bin. Then I opened my coffee, blew on it, and took a sip. The phone rang. I didn't pick it up because I knew who it would be. Bob was away at a conference— The answer phone came on and I listened. Jess, just calling to see how you are. There was an anxious note in his voice. Good, I thought. Serves him right. Let him suffer. A month ago, Bob had returned from a business trip and confessed to me that he'd had a one-night stand. He'd said he'd resolved not to tell me, but after he got home he found he couldn't live with the guilt— He'd begged my forgiveness, explained that he wasn't unhappy with me, but that he'd been feeling frustrated in his career. It had been a pathetic attempt to boost his ego, he'd said. I hadn't been very understanding. And the girls? Bob went on. I hope Nella's concert goes all right today. Tell her I'm sorry to miss it. Pause. Give her my love, won't you? Wish her luck. Another pause. I'd asked him how old the woman was, about thirty, he'd said, shame-faced. Who was she, I'd wanted to know, just a local translator, he'd told me. No one of any significance. That had disgusted me. A man of fifty-two, the head of the legal department at the assembly, sleeping with a woman so much younger than himself, someone he regarded as unimportant. I hadn't inquired further, and I hadn't forgiven him either. Your mobile doesn't seem to be working. Mine's on if you want to call. He sighed. Anyway, I'll be back later this evening. I'll get a cab from the airport. Be in about nine. Silence. See you then. I'll bring you a surprise. I hoped it wouldn't be flowers. Bob knows I love flowers, so he'd been bringing them home, great bunches of them, waiting for me to put them in a vase, and when I didn't, doing it himself. Seeing them there, arranged clumsily on the mantelpiece, had made me want to cry or scream. I hadn't yet, except to myself. I was determined not to upset the girls, and I wanted to hold on to my marriage, at least for the time being.
Bob hung up. I leaned forward and switched off the ringer on the phone so I wouldn't be disturbed again. I glanced at my watch. There was an hour to go until my first appointment of the day, an assessment of a new client. I decided to spend it doing some research on one of the regulars I had coming in later on, rather than letting my mind dwell on Bob, what he might be getting up to at the conference, and how I was ever going to forgive him for his betrayal. I was reading a paper on complicated grief in the Journal of Phenomenological Psychotherapy when there was a knock at the door. I glanced at the clock. My new client had arrived a little ahead of time, but, as it was his first visit, for an assessment rather than a session, I put away my paper, picked up my notes, walked over to the door, and ushered him in. I noticed immediately.